How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We'll make it happen uh, for you NBA fans over the next uh, 10, 12, 15 minutes, depending how long we can keep him. Uh, noted NBA writer, columnist, author, doing his work these days for Bulls.com. Sam Smith, good enough to join us for a couple of minutes. Sam, Jody Mack here. How you doing, bud? Yeah, I'm doing good. Good to talk to you again. Have a, have a happy Easter as it uh, fades away. A happy holiday to you, too. Um, I just wanted to do general NBA, but whenever we get you on, because you're uh, specifically doing work for Bulls.com this year, you know, i got to ask you about the Bulls. Last week here on the station, I was singing the Bulls' praises. I like the fact that they went for it, went out and uh, got Vucevic. Yes, they're uh, far from being a top contender in East, but they want to make the playoffs after having been out of the dance the last couple of years, and they went out and upgraded the talent on the team. It has not paid dividends yet. As a matter of fact, they've lost six straight games. Um, Just uh, take time to ingratiate the new guys into the system. What's been the issue over the last week plus that the Bulls haven't been able to find a way to win? Uh, well, they did win today, so they, um, you know, they ended that streak. Although uh, they played the Nets without uh, Harden and Durant has been playing obviously for a while, and DeAndre Jordan. So, you know, it was basically Kyrie and the buyouts, and right. so they, they they had an edge on that. But you'd have to watch. You know, it's interesting what they've been doing. Really, they're doing. I, I you know, like I said, I watched. You mentioned I, I write on the team's websites, but I see their games and most other people don't for obvious reasons. And I understand. Um, but I really think uh, as the season goes on and it gets toward that uh, play in, which I think they'll get to, or at least uh, I think they're going to be a tough, a difficult team for those top teams because of what they did. And I know it, you know, it never looks good on the surface and like Orlando won a couple of games. And it's like, Oh yeah, they won the trade. <laughs> Um, but they're doing something I've, I've watched a lot of NBA and I, I've, I can't ever, almost ever recall to see what they're doing. And they're completely changing the entire way they play. And they came in and basically had this philosophy, whatever philosophy you could have with a rebuilding team the last couple of years of building a team with, you know, like the NBA with this golden state effect in recent years and all these guys shooting from half court of, you know, pace and space, what you hear, you, you know, play fast, shoot, move the ball. And they were kind of having those kind of players, drafting those kind of players. That's what you get in the top 10. And 
with the Vucevic trade, and, and you know, it's adding a second all-star, which is, you know, part of the formula for building a successful team, is that basically changed the entire uh, soul, basically, of the team. They, they're, they're sort of a half-court big team now. They're playing, you know, they're playing, they pick up Daniel Thies from Boston, too, so they got Vucevic and Thies, Thad Young, who's, you know, been a veteran kind of guy. They play Markkinen now, a seven-footer at small forward which we, none of us thought. And they're playing these jumbo, gigantic lineups against teams, you know, and trying to just create mismatches in the half court. It's very much unlike almost anybody in the league is playing. And I, and I think it's going it, to it take a lot of teams by surprise once they figure it out a little bit. And, and I, I, you know, I think they're starting to, even though they lost to Utah, they lost, they're, they're, they're playing on a road essentially since the trade. So, they had you know Utah, San Antonio, Phoenix, good you know good Western teams, um, and I think that's going to you know start to ease ease off. But I, I, I mean I'm a little biased out of this because I watch them, but right. I really think what they're doing is is going is going to be effective, and it is going to catch a lot of teams by surprise because you know they're going to play big guy matchups, and you know what we heard for years in the NBA is oh the centers are extinct, no, there's no big guys anymore. And all of a sudden, they're this giant team with a bunch of seven. They were a small team. Wendell Carter, you know, was a way undersized center. Now, all of a sudden, they got like a front line, you know, of, across the board. It's like the old Celtics or something with Bird, McHale, and Parrish. Now, I'm not making exactly that comparison talent-wise. But, you know, sort of playing that way, like, you know, that half-court game that Boston just wore you down with in the 80s and dominated. I'm not saying they're going to be that. But they're going to catch some teams by surprise by playing that way and slowing the game, which other teams don't do. So, it's, I think it's really going to be an interesting thing to watch. And it and it and it, it, could, it basically they've abandoned what they were doing for three years. They traded, they got rid of all their young guys, and traded them, benched them, whatever, and now playing you know veterans. And frankly, that's how you win. Was this a more of a front office decision to build the roster, rebuild it on the fly the way they did and change the way that they play? Or was Coach Billy Donovan 100% behind this, if not a driving force? It clearly was front office, but I, th- I think it was just uh, opportunity. I-, I don't think it was a philosophy. You know, we think these guys are smart who run teams. They're not. Um, and not to say they're stupid, but what they they don't they don't and actually much of the world works that way. Nobody sort of makes plans to be great. They would like to figure it out, but nobody knows the way how to do it. So you sort of hope things fall into place. Golden State didn't know, you know, this Curry, you know, Curry picked seventh, Clay Thompson picked eleventh. You know, this Raymond Dream in the second round was going to be the formula for multiple championships, and so. You know, you know, I think the opportunity just arose where, you know, Vucevic came available. I said, well, you know, we got one all-star and Levine developed him. We got a chance to get another all-star. And then, you know, Feast kind of fell in their lap because Boston, you know, it, it was just a, a money dump. You know, they wanted to get under the luxury tax. And, you know, a guy who was their starting center in the playoffs basically comes available. Tough, physical, rugged guy. So all of a sudden, you know, they fell into a bunch of big guys, and I think they said to the coach, okay, <laughs> these are your guys now, and he's a smart guy, Donovan. And I think he looked at it and said, well, we can't play the way we did before with these guys. Let's play this way. Uh, let's start. And, and so I, I just think they, they – you know, I think the opportunity arose, and, and they, they said, well, let's take advantage of it and see what we can do with it. 
Sam Smith, our guest, talking NBA with us here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, so you got to look at the partial Brooklyn Nets today. The partial uh, 76ers are getting their tails kicked tonight by Memphis at home. No Joel Embiid. They get him back for one game. It works effectively. They won last night against Minnesota. There's no way they were going to play him back-to-back, and they didn't tonight. Those two teams and Milwaukee have kind of distanced themselves in the East. They have the top three right now. Is Milwaukee in the best shape just because they're in the best shape and they don't have as many injuries as Philadelphia and Brooklyn does? No, I think I think Brooklyn's the team because you know, obviously you know, and they they've you know done well enough that they haven't had to extend their in and play them. Um, and even though you know they're not not going to be a great defensive team and. Blake Griffin and all which aren't what they were, but you know, being like coming off the bench or being reserve kind of players, that that's you know where they can be effective. They had a start against the Bulls; they're not good enough for that anymore. Um, but but they, they 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 will be able to score so much. Milwaukee is is going to have problems as they've had problems in the playoffs. Cause, you know, not that they're not good; they are good. But teams have figured out Giannis because he he hasn't learned to shoot. And so when you get a slower game, and I, I think a team like the Bulls is going to start to give them trouble, which they never have for like, you know, three or four years, because all of a sudden you can wall off Giannis in a half-court game, and he makes that spin back to the right like he always does. You're going to have two guys waiting for him. Um, and, you know, their, their shooting is, okay, you know, and they relied on three-point shooting in, in the last couple of years. But... I think they're more predictable. I, I, I just think the Nets have too many guys who are, who are such terrific individual scorers, Kyrie, Durant, and Harden, all who can score. You can't help, you know, you can't help multiple guys. Uh, Joe Harris, a great, great perimeter shooter. I just think they're really loaded. I think it would be tough to uh, – with them, with Philadelphia, it's, you know, Embiid is – you know, it's going to be probably, he's said, you know, in this two years to start his career, it's amazing he's had the career he's had. Um, and Tobias Harris has really come on. It's, it's played great. Um, you know, Miami adding um, Oladipo, you know, gives them another potential finisher, closer. And so, I, you know, I, I, think, I think everybody's going to be matched behind Brooklyn. I, I just don't see how – you're going to be able to score with them. They remind me of a different version of Golden State. You, you just couldn't score with them. You know, could you get them in a half court and slow them down? I, I don't think so. Because all those guys, you, you know, are just so good off the dribble. You know, can just score from anywhere. And you know, Harden is Harden is has accepted. He basically has become the guy he was when he started his career in Oklahoma City. Uh, a facilitator. A uh, guy who plays off other guys, uh, and obviously he's also got the talent to finish. So you know, he, he, even though those three have separated, and I, and, uh, I think Miami's you know with additions is going to move up a little bit more. I, I think B- Brooklyn is separated from everybody, even though they're you know right in there with Philadelphia now. All right, let me ask you about a team that I know you just saw because they played your Bulls a couple of days ago, and that's the top team not only in the Western Conference but in the NBA, and that's the Utah Jazz. Uh, I know a lot of people, when they dropped their last two before the All-Star break, everyone said they're good, but at some point they need to cool off. They're just not as good as their record says, 
And in the second half, they've been almost unbeatable. They've now won nine games in a row. They've won uh, 10 of 11. All they do is win. They were in the midst of a tough road trip before the All-Star break. Now they played a bunch of games at home in a row at home, uh, in a row at home. And they're pulling away from everybody else in the Western Conference. When are we just going to say, all right, well, Utah's the best team, but you have to beat them in the postseason because they're not as experienced as some of the other teams there. Will they get the accomplishment, the credit for what they've accomplished so far this year? Uh, No, (laughs) you don't get it until, like you just said, you know, they've had, you know, they've had so many playoff I don't know if you could say disappointments they haven't, you know, been picked by anybody to, you know, go anywhere or not that that matter. Anybody picking matters that, that much, um, you know, but their stars are not transcendent stars. You know, Gobert is, you know, essentially a defensive specialist. He can't, you know, he can't score. He, you're worried if he goes to the line at the end of the game. You know, I've always had my question. I always felt he's overrated. I really think if you attack his body, you know he's not—he's not quick off his feet like that, uh, and uh, and I think you could uh, uh, you could take advantage of him. And and you know Mitchell's been you know been great, but you know very streaky. They they've made a, a ton of threes you know this season. I mean it's been obviously the difference in in, in what they've done, and and it, 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 I don't we. Let's see, but you know we don't think they have shooters to match. You know the shooters like Golden State. You know where you can do that under pressure, and so you know there are teams that have to do it. You know like the Suns too. Those two teams are ahead. I I don't think the Suns are either. You know a playoff threat either. You know Aiton is really you know not a force at center. Uh, he can be handled you know pretty well. They they don't get to the line very much. Um, and so, you know, once LeBron and, and Anthony Davis get back, they, the Lakers, to me, are still far and away the best team. Uh, and they will get back. You know, they're, they're rested. They're obviously taking time. They don't, you know it really doesn't matter, you know, that much with positioning. I don't, I don't think they want to fall too far, uh, which they have been. But, uh, you know, they can make it up in the last couple of weeks and at least get into the top four or something. And, and, and so I, think, I still think they're the elite. Um, I think I think the Jazz will be questioned until they do something, and, and they really haven't yet. You know, it's great to have a great regular season, um, and you know, and and they've been good. But you know, to me, they're vulnerable just because um, I I don't think there's a player you know that you can count on. Mitchell, you know, he he's really good. I don't put him on a, on a level yet that a guy who's going to carry you through a big game and that you could go to, you know, somebody you need in the playoffs like that. I, I don't, I don't think you can do it. Um, you know, it, 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 it is wise by everybody, you know, I mean, in theory, it sounds, you know, it's, it's, that's the way basketball is supposed to play, you know, play the right way. We hear that all the time, make the pass, you know, move the ball and that's fine. But in the playoffs, it's a little more physical, it's slower, it's tougher. You know, can you do that, and then can you make those shots? I, I, they haven't, you know, and they could, they could always. Teams have, you know, until until you, you know, everybody won for the first time ever. I, I remember, you know, when the Bulls won for the first time, they went into the late, played the Lakers in 91 against Magic, and everybody picked against the Bulls, and, 
said, you know, they're going to get blown out and magic and all this experience. And then they won. And then said, well, yeah, you know, they're going to win. <laughs> you know, but until you do, you never have. And so, um, you know, that's why we doubt a team like the, like the Jazz because they haven't shown us anything yet. And they haven't shown us anything in the playoffs. And also in this season with so many injuries and so many guys out and, you know, you know, guys taking off back to backs, you know, all these games compressed to get into, get up to 72, that, that will change when the playoffs come, you know, it, it should be a more normalized uh, system, you know, maybe some more off days, you know, not, not as many back to backs guys, presumably, you know, getting healthy, like the team, like the Lakers. And so, uh, I, I expect them to, uh, uh, you know, emerge at some point. Sam Smith, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, Sam, last question. And either you're going to make me feel better or you're going to tell me I'm off base. And I'm good with it either way. Uh, last good. week, I just I, – I can't come up with a good enough argument to say this is wrong and it needs to change, but it just feels wrong to me. The buyout market in the NBA. I know it wasn't planned. I know it just kind of developed organically on its own. There's no rule against teams negotiating to save themselves some money and say, we're better off talking to our player and negotiating his release so they can go somewhere else and play. And we pay part of his salary, in most cases a big chunk of his salary. But, oh, by the way, we can save ourselves millions of dollars. And then these guys sign for pennies on the dollar with other teams. And they can be significant contributors as the team makes a run for a playoff and or a championship. It just feels wrong to me. It seems wrong. It feels wrong. But I also understand the way sports work and the way our country works. Uh, freedom of choice. If a player wants to go somewhere for cheap, as long as they're getting a good enough payoff to leave where they're at, they should be able to do so. Are you okay with the buyout market or is there something wrong with it the way I feel? You know, you're wrong about the way you feel in the sense that you feel it's wrong. It's a disaster. It's one of okay. the worst things that ever happened to the NBA. It's it's a terrible blight on Adam Silver's uh, tenure as commissioner. Uh, it, uh, it does the one thing that leagues are supposed to avoid. It unlevels the playing field and favors big money teams at the expense of small market teams. It, it enhances the rich. It makes the income gap. Great, you know, the, the talent gap greater. It does all the wrong things that sports are not supposed to be about. <laughs> about that. Well, no, that, that you, you feel the same way I do, but now you, between you and I, we have to come up with a way to legitimately change the direction of it without hurting the players and saying, no, you can't leave the team. If the team is, if you and the team are willing to come to an agreement negotiated between yourselves so that you can get your freedom and get to the open market, albeit as a free agent in the middle of the season, which is weird, we've got to come up with a way to uh, explain the fact that we want to put a yeah, kibosh no, on this. It, it, it's simple. <laughs> it's already done in sports and baseball. They, you know, they do it all the time. They release the guy, and you go in order of the worst team first. You want to leave, and there's a claim. You know, the worst team has the first claim, and the next team, the next team, the next team. You can't just go pick the best team in the league and say, I want to go there. You want to leave? Fine, you can go play for Minnesota. You know, and then you can play for pick Detroit if they don't want you, and then Cleveland. <laughs> Right, but if you but if you go unclaimed, then you're still a member of that team. And what if the team w would prefer to save a couple of million dollars and just let you go on your merry way and negotiate a quote unquote buyout? 
Well, that's you know your league, and you, enhance, you, you there's there's various rules for your members, and your members all basically a league is a partnership, and you have to be you have to be fair to all the partners equally. Correct. And if say I'm the Washington Wizards, and I want to save a million dollars and get a buyout with a player, well, too bad. <laughs> you know that's that's not our rule. We don't allow that rule. You can't do that. You know you you're the ones who signed up to the contract. We didn't sign them. You know, you you signed him to the deal. You you know, you want to let him go, then he you know, fine. But uh, if he wants to go, he's got to you know. Yeah, I guess you got to negotiate that with the players' association, uh, which is part of the problem. But you know, it's easily handled in baseball. You you know, you go down uh, in inverse order, and that that equalizes the playing field. You know, and that's your responsibility as a league to do that. To keep it, you know, we. How much do we hear? You, you know, you mentioned larger society too. It's the same thing. You know, the the, the widening gap, you know, between rich and poor and all that stuff has always been in, in the history of the country. You know, a cause for concern. And so, sports is different. Sports is supposed to be. That's why the draft operates with the worst team getting the first pick. You know, why not? Why can't the uh, you know why can't the Nets have the first pick? <laughs> you know you say well we you know we try to equalize it and 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 so th- this acts contrary to to essentially the foundation of the league which is to equalize it and then allow the you know the smartest the luckiest whatever it is uh, happenstance to succeed but you can't succeed just because you know you're you're in the best climate or in the best location or whatever. Obviously, you know, those are advantages, you know, states without taxes, Hollywood guys want to go be in the movie, whatever. You know, there are those things that have always existed. But at the same time, the league has to be in a position to set the, to set the, the, the playing field as level as possible to start. And, and, and you know, this, this system where the Nets can't make a trade, and it's essentially a violation of the salary cap, because they can't, you know, which is another thing. They penalize these teams tremendously. You know, for you know, basically whispering a player's name, and then all of a sudden, you know, the Nets can get you know guys who are well, they're not in their prime certainly, but you know, guys like Aldrich and Griffin, you know, just add them onto your roster, and you know, who else? Who else knows who else is uh, you know is able to come? So that that's not right. That, that's not what competition is right. about. Well, you're I... exactly you're you're exactly right. It's it's a terrible thing. It's unfair. Uh, it, 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 it undoes the nature of competition, and it's got to be changed because it's so egregious. Because why should three or four teams benefit over the twenty-six others? We'll see if it does change after the way these playoffs play out. Because I do think it's something that uh, the NBA will keep an eye on going forward. Sam, great stuff. Appreciate you coming on board. Thank you much. We will be in touch. Thanks for hopping on with us. And happy holiday. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.